Bhagavad Gita is a book of mankind's collected experience of and answers to life's most basic questions. Who I am? From where do I come? What is my purpose and destiny? And most practically, how do I find happiness? These podcasts originate in the lectures of Neil Bhatt, a disciple of Swami Chinmayananda. They are presented here in 20 to 30 minute segments, each covering three of the Gita's 701 verses. Welcome to Gita Wisdom for Daily Living. Okay, we have completed 17 chapters of Bhagavad Gita, and we will be now discussing the last chapter, chapter 18, Moksha Sanyasa Yoga, Yoga of Liberation through Renunciation. Now, as we have discussed earlier, this chapter is a summary or a recap of the teachings of Bhagavad Gita. And Bhagavad Gita is obviously is the summary of all the Upanishads and Vedas. So now we have in a most condensed version the wisdom of Upanishads and Vedas and Bhagavad Gita in this last chapter called Moksha Sannyasa Yoga. Yoga of Liberation Through Renunciation. Why the chapter talks about liberation and renunciation? Because all throughout the Bhagavad Gita, the teachings were to give us the right understanding how to get happiness. We are all seeking happiness, and we try different methods and different ways but none of us are successful in getting the eternal happiness. So what is the root cause of this failure is what Bhagavad Gita and Upanishads and Vedas discuss. So it's one thing we learned is the limitations which are binding me are something like I am binding myself with these limitations versus the limitations are binding me. It is something like an analogy I have heard as a child that a person was holding on to a pillar and then screaming, you know, please somebody come and release me. This pillar is not leaving me. And then obviously some wise person comes and says, pillar is not holding you. You are holding the pillar. As long as you let go of the pillar, you will be released. So Bhagavad Gita so far told us all our limitations and shortcomings, we are hanging on to them. They are not binding us. So the remedy is giving up. Give up those limitations. Give up the identifications with those limitations. Therefore, tyaga, abandonment or giving up is the key. Therefore, this chapter says, Liberation through renunciation by sannyasa. And now obviously with our cultural understanding of sannyasa, is sannyasi is the one who has given up the sansar. He is not doing anything. He does not own anything. 
An idea is exactly the same, but you would understand it from a philosophical perspective. So all throughout the Bhagavad Gita, we heard this word, sannyasa and tyaga. But if we get misunderstanding of that, that can create more problems than solving the problems we have. Therefore, we constantly come up with this comment in our studies, in our classes, and say, I think it sounds good, but I, I, it's very hard. I don't think I can do it. That's because we understood it so differently from our connotation of these two words. Tyaga, well, I can't really give up things. I can give up my job. I can give up my family. I can give up my all other relationships, my duties, my work. Bhagavan said that if you understand this thoroughly, then it will be easier for you to giving up. So the first prescription is to know your own nature first. Swadharma. Know who you are and take from there. If you understand who you are and then act in the line of your dharma, and it will be much easier for you to align your mind and intellect to go to the next stage, which is Nishkama Karma. Karma I must do. I must act because I am a living being. That's what we learned in Bhagavad Gita. Nahi kaschat kshanamapi jatu tishtati akarmakrat. Not even for a moment you can remain without acting in this world. Therefore, know your own nature. What sphere of actions would be the most conducive for you? Once you find that sphere of actions, then find how you can work without any desire. Niskama karma. And for that, we need to understand how the mind works, how the intellect works, how my thoughts work, and how this world of relationship work. So this chapter now defines all this in a manner that we can understand and put it in action. So the first verse of this chapter starts with Arjuna's request to Bhagawan. I've heard all of that. I've heard about Tyaga and renunciation, but I don't understand them correctly. So, please explain to me. So it says, Arjuna Vacha. Arjuna said, Sanya Sasya Mahabaho Tattvam Ichami Veditum. I would like to know, in essence, the truth about sannyasa. I want to know the sannyasa in its essence, not just superficial understanding of it, but in essence, I want to know about sannyasa. Obviously, there are so many addresses to Krishna in this. One is Mahabaha, O mighty armed. He obviously had the vision of Bhagawan as the Vishwarup, O mighty armed. You can explain to me, I know that you have explained to me, but in essence, I understood sannyasa, understood tyaga. And constantly the theme was, such as in the Isa Vasya Upanishad, Isa Vasyam idam sarvam tena tyaktena bhunjitha. You enjoy it by giving up. Now for us it is very difficult to understand, how can I give up something and then enjoy it? 
enjoy the coffee by giving up coffee. What is Neil? What are you talking about? So, Arjuna is in the same condition. This is our dilemma right now. We come to Bhagavad Gita or learn Bhagavad Gita, learn all the scriptures, whether it is Christianity or Islam. We learn, we understand intellectually, and then come to the conclusion. I don't know whether it is really applicable in day-to-day life. And therefore, he said, let me understand. Because if it was not applicable, then obviously this philosophy would not have lasted all these years, all throughout the civilization, for the humanity, in one form or another. Truth can only remain truth as long as it can be proved in all periods of time. If this philosophy has been continuing as the truth, there got to be something more than what I consider not applicable. How can I understand that this is truth and it's applicable truth? So, therefore, he says, I want to understand what is renunciation in its essence. But renunciation without giving up something is not possible. Renunciation means I've given up everything. So he said, therefore, I also want to understand. There are, there are two addresses. Hrushikesha, one who has the curly hair. And one, Keshini Sudhana, one who has killed the demon Keshini. A demon in a form of horse attacked Krishna and Krishna killed him. Puranas and Bhagavad Purana, they are filled with stories. All stories are symbolic in nature. It gives you one version or the other of the philosophy. So there are, there are plentiful stories and plentiful addresses for Krishna here. So he said, Oh Krishna, I want to know the sannyasa in essence, but also separately, tell me about tyaga. For a common man, tyaga and sannyasa means one and the same thing. For us to say, Neil, give up coffee and give sannyas from coffee is one and the same thing. All you are telling me not to have a cup of coffee, that's all right. He said, no, there is a little different. Tyaga of coffee is when I give up mentally. But once I give up coffee and get over the urge of drinking coffee, I'm a sannyasi of coffee. And I know I'm a reform smoker. So I know exactly how that works, okay? In the beginning, I had to give up cigarette because I was a smoker. And let me tell you all the, the women and wives, nagging does work. By my personal experience, the only reason I'm a reformed smoker because of a pure nagging. You know. <laughs> so, when we first met, Meena and I, first condition she put is, if you give up smoking, then only I can come with you. My nagging continued till we got married, and we, and finally, it worked, and I gave up. Pure nagging. <laughs> so in the beginning, I had to do tyaga. Tyaga, you know why? Because I want something better than this cigarette. So something which is dearer to me than cigarette make me give up the cigarette. So I had to make an effort at a mental and intellectual level. Why, Neil, you can give up cigarette? Because giving up cigarette can get you better thing. At one point, I transcended my urge for cigarette. And now... 
I'm a complete sannyasi. I can't even stand the smell of cigarette anymore. I have one smoker in my office, and if he smokes and he comes to my office, I try to stay as away from him as possible while I'm talking to him. He's a complete sannyasi. No identification with that smell or cigarette anymore. Arjuna wants to understand what is tyaga and what is sannyasa. So he said, tell me in essence, I want to know in essence what is sannyasa, but also separately, tell me what is tyaga. Okay, Shini Sudhana. That is how this chapter starts. Now, Bhagavan could have just answered the question and said, well, let me tell you. He already told in some previous chapter, giving up the sense of agency is sannyasa. Sense of I am doing it is sannyasa. When I give up that sense of agency, it is sannyasa. Karma falatyaga is tyaga. When I give up the fruits of actions, it is tyaga. We also have learned that karma falatyaga does not mean that karma phala will not be coming. It just, I have given up the anxiety for the karma phala. But Bhagwan didn't say, refer to chapter 2, and Bhagwan would have been done. But Bhagwan didn't do that. Bhagwan went into a whole discourse of re-summarizing the Bhagavad Gita in this chapter and giving us the nuances of how our mind works, how the actions work. And we have seen in previous chapter how the fates work. The central theme of our philosophy is everything can be classified of three types, sattvic, rajasic, and tamasic. People can be classified as sattvic, rajasic, and tamasic. Actions can be classified as sattvic, rajasic, and tamasic. Mental attitudes can be classified as sattvic, rajasic, and tamasic. And therefore we see in this world of plurality the divisions which can develop in a form of a caste system, form of a class system. These are not inherent to one community or one types of people. These are inherent in all beings. It's some has the predominant sattvic qualities, some has predominant rajasic quality, some has predominant tamasic quality. And it is for me to now understand how my mind works that if I have this clear understanding, then I shall be gauging the mood of my mind and then make necessary adjustments. So the rest of the chapter will summarize the entire Bhagavad Gita one more time for us and say, if you keep this in mind, Tyaga will be easy. Now once you achieve the Tyaga, Sannyasa will be natural. So the second verse, Bhagavan starts his discourse saying, Sri Bhagavan Uvacha, Kamyanam Karmanam Nyasam Sannyasam Kavayo Viduho. Simple definition. Bhagavan never says, I am telling you this. He said, Kavayo Viduho, Kavayo, Kavi, all the Kavis, all the sages, they know giving up the desire-prompted actions is sannyas. Not giving actions, desire-prompted actions is sannyas. And we come to the immediate conclusion, 
not possible. Why? Why would I work if I have no desire? Okay. Why would I go to work if I have no desire to earn salary or the profit? So niskama karma, by definition, we think intuitively it's not possible. Therefore, he says, kavayo viduho. Sages know that. And the word kavi in Sanskrit means one who has a deeper understanding of the truth. So in Gujarati, they said, where the sun cannot go, Kavi can go. Sun is obviously all-pervading, but that area of perception, which is not perceptible through my senses, a Kavi can think about that. That's why a Kavi can have this very fertile imagination can say something which you and I cannot even imagine. Kavi is someone who can see the truth beyond the perceptible world. See, our reality, we also say, do you know the truth, Neil? Do you know what is right? I I know, you know. So what is right? Is it day outside? Of course it is day outside. Why? Because I can vouch for it. I can see, I can feel, and I can touch this reality. That's my reality. My reality is perceptible reality. But do I have the radio waves in this room? That reality is beyond my perception. But if I'm a kavi of the radio waves, then I can say, yes, there are radio waves in this room because I can take out my radio and tune to the frequency and say, here it is. So somebody who is beyond the perceptible knowledge is a kavi. Our normal perception says kamyanam, karmanam is the only thing I can do in this life or any life. But Bhagavan says kavayo viduho. Sages who can see the truth beyond this perceptible truth know that kamyanam, karmanam, nyasam, giving up the desire prompted actions is sannyasa. It's a definition. He also said, I want to say separately, what is tyaga? Sarva karma falatyagam. Same reputation of what we have learned before. Sarva karma falatyagam prahuhu tyagam vichakshanaha. Tyaga vichakshana. Vichakshanaha, wise people. See, there is a little difference between a kavi and a wise person. Kavi goes beyond something which you and I can think of. Wise person takes his knowledge from the perceptible world and the experiences in the perceptible world. Don't put finger in the electrical outlet. That's a wisdom. Where did I come from? My knowledge of the perceptible world. One time by mistake I touched the live wire. Since then I have come to the conclusion, never ever play around with the electricity. Or somebody told us, or I saw someone. Wisdom comes from my experiences and observation of the natural phenomena in this world. Don't go out when it is 115 degree. That's a wisdom. Came from where? I lived in the 115 degree places. You can have heat stroke. So the wisdom comes from our observation of the world in its relationships and find the right way of 
working in this world. So what is the right way of working? The wise people say, Sarva Karma Falatyagam. If you want to be happy in this life, or any life, or any given time, if you give up the karma fala, you will be happy. Mina was telling me yesterday, we went to Taste of India. He said, I really enjoyed, you know, going there today and having these kids perform. You know why? Previously, when we used to take the kids for all these performances, there was a lot of agitation, okay? Or you didn't put our item in the right time. Oh, no, 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 my kids can only perform in the, in the prime time. Oh, no, why didn't you let me do this? Oh, we, win, we didn't win this. Oh, you didn't do that right. Oh, we were not given this. Because their expectation that our performance will be then seen by many people and they will be then be praised. And then everybody will say, oh, you people are doing so well. Yesterday was strictly an act of, well, if you want us to participate, this is the best we can do. So whatever time frame you give is fine. As long as kids are available, we went there, they performed, we enjoyed and came home. So what's the difference? There were expectations before, there was no expectation. There were agitations in spite, somebody comes and says, oh, what a wonderful, but we know we were agitated. Now, in spite of somebody comes and says, it was okay, but fine, but we enjoyed it. Only difference is giving up the karma phala. What is going to come out of this action, you give up, and the happiness is right there. Sarva karma phala tyagam prahuhu tyagam vichakshanaha. The wise people have come to the conclusion that Tyaga is just giving up the karma phala. And we know why that is. Actions are always in present and I am in control of my present. The results are always in future and I have no control over future. I am always in control of present, no control over the future. When I have the expectation of the karma phala, I'm worried about the future, in present, and spoiling my present right now. So Bhagavan said, Sarva karma phala tyagam prahuhu tyagam vichakshanaha. Vichakshana, the wise people say, giving up karma phala is tyaga. So now know what is sannyasa, now know what is tyaga. Tyajyam dosavaditi eke karma prahuhu manishinaha. Yagna, dana, tapaha, karma, na tyajyam, iticha, apare. So now we have learnt about tyaga and sannyasa. So you say, well, okay, if it says then, maybe the best way to do it is give up all actions. So Bhagavan says, some philosophers of this philosophy says, tyajyam dosavat iti, eke, karma, prahuhu, manishina. Karmas by nature have dosha, are faulty. Why? Because they are finite. A finite action or finite situation can only bear the finite results. Therefore, they are considered limited. Dosha can be considered limitations, fault, you know. They are limited. And therefore, they should be completely given up. Some philosophers say give up. And actually, Swamiji's commentary says the Sankhya philosophers, Kapil Muni's Sankhya Yoga, 
Sankhya says give up all actions because all actions are faulty. They are doshavat. They are limited. They cannot give you the infinite happiness that you are looking for. Therefore give up all the actions. Yagna, dana, tapaha, karmaha, na tyajyam, iti chapare. But then other philosophers or the commentators on this philosophy says, no, no. You only give up the things which are not conducive to you. But yagna, dana, tapaha is not to be given up. This previous chapter, what do we learn? Ahara, yagna, dana, tapaha. Depending on my faith, this what I receive from this world, how I interact with this world, what disciplines I practice, and what I give back to the world is dependent on my faith. The Bhagavan say, once you find out what your swadharma is, what is my true nature, and then if I align myself in my actions, which are in line with that in my yagna, dana, and tapaha, some philosophers should not be given up. Giving you all actions is just not possible. Those philosophers say that probably meant that you give up them mentally completely as your actions. So in Shiva Manas Puja we said whatever I do with my speech, with my sight, with my hand, with my legs is all yours. I don't do anything. That may be one way to say I'm giving up actions. Others say that only happens when I give up my ego. Ego is the one who thinks I'm acting. As long as I have ego, I have to take the agency of my actions. Therefore, I should now focus on yagna, dana, and tapa. Then all my actions fall in line with yagna, something which is for the greater good. Dana, something which is going to help everybody. Even though I practice my own profession, as long as I keep in mind that some greater good must come out of this, other than just making me profit. That's a dana. Tapas, as long as I practice my actions in a disciplined manner, it is tapas. The Bhagavan said, some says not to give up your yagnadana and tapas. Some say you give up all the actions. And that's where we will stop. Om Sarve Bhavantu Sukina Sarve Santu Niramayaha Sarve Bhadrani Pashyantu Ma Kaschit Dukkha Bhagbave Om Shantihi 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 Harihi Om Shri Guru Bhyo Namaha Harihi Om